You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. Tonight we're talking to Glenn Munzo, who heads up the Youth U program, and Bianca, who will be sharing her story with us tonight um, of overcoming a life of drug addiction and dealing. Um, so guys, uh, welcome to the show. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, good man. Thanks for having us. Good, thank you. Beautiful, good gear. And co-host Andrew, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Peter. How are you? Yeah, not too bad for a, what is it, Saturday. There Saturday, we go, Saturday yeah. night. Not, not too bad or a little bit chilly, but that is classic Melbourne for yeah, you. Yeah, it was, it was warm before, so it's going to be cold now. Yeah, that's uh, it. Um, and you were in an air-conditioned studio, so you never know. Yeah, warm for about one second, classic <laughs> Melbourne, and then yeah. rain and, and snow. Um, so, Bianca, just to kick us off, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what life looks like for you at the moment. Um, at the moment, uh, I've just finished my, I've just finished my cert for in fitness as of last week. Um, and I've just started a diploma in life coaching. So life is good. Um, I finally know who I am, uh, spending time with family and friends and doing things that I, I've realized that matter to me um spent the last 12 months rebuilding myself so very happy with who i am now and with the goals that i have in life yeah. oh, fantastic and bianca will be sharing her her story just in a little bit um more about the place where she is in life at the moment um and how she got there um, so, joined in the studio as well is Mr. Glenn Munzo. Um, now, Glenn is a bit of a veteran to Youth and Loud by now, I think. Um, he's been on the show a few times before, but it's always pretty pretty cool to have Glenn here. Um, so, Glenn, just for those of uh, those listening who might not know who you are, yep. um, just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, cool. Um, so, I run a program called the Youth Youth Program. Um, that helps uh, youth overcome drug addiction. Um, the programs to empower them and you know get them on a healthy, healthy lifestyle, um, and you know push them into a life where where they're happy. Fantastic. Yeah. And how how long have you been doing the Youth U program for now, um, Glenn? So now we're coming up to so in April we'll be doing it for three years now. Um, so. Yeah, it's going on, you know, along really, really good. Um, the guys that are coming through the program, you know, getting lots of success, and um, yeah, it's working really good. Yeah. Um, and the Youth U program, um, just for listeners, is also a significant part of Bianca's journey of helping her uh, recover from drug addiction and dealing as well. And we'll hear a little bit more about that um, coming up shortly. Um, and Andrew, um, Mr. Co-host tonight, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Oh, nothing really. I, was, oh, I suppose I, I, produ I produce the uh, comedy show here on Sin called In Joke. I try my hand at stand-up comedy a fair bit and and writing, and don't basically have a job. So if I, if <laughs> and those two things are, and those two things are very related. Yeah. If I if I ask you, um, if I just put you on the spot, Andrew, and say, As you always do, and say, can you tell us a joke like right now? Could you? Okay. Um, why don't blind people bungee jump? Why do blind people bungee jump? Uh, well, why don't they? Why don't they? Yes. Um, I don't know. Because it scares <laughs> the dogs. 
Because it scares the dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I can do on the spot. It's very corny, right. but it's anyway. Guys, if you heard that, I want you to give him a round oh, of I'm applause. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Thank you. Now you can see why I don't have a job. Well, I, I don't either. That's fine. Bianca, just wondering, I guess after after drug abuse really ran your life for so many years. How does it feel to now be in a place where you're completely free of drug abuse? Oh, it's such an amazing feeling. Um, I wouldn't even know where to start, really, other than um, I finally feel like I know who I am, what I want, and where I'm going with life. I feel like I honestly feel free. I've got nothing holding me down, no, like... No reason to be dreading waking up the next day. Um, you know, I look forward to everything that I do. I spend my time um, positive and happy and, you know, surround myself with people that I love and enjoy being around and who inspire me and um, help me see that I can do better and be better. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I guess um, just your overall satisfaction in life has really increased since you've come to a place of being completely clean? I had absolutely no satisfaction with life before coming clean. I It was like Groundhog Day. Um, every day was the same. Um, every conversation with people were the, was the same. Different people, same conversations. Um, and there was... I just wasn't going anywhere and nobody can in truly enjoy living a life not knowing where they're going. You know, everybody's got to have something keeping them moving forward. So, What did you find? Was that sort of in the end, the, the, the thing that made you want to want to move forward? What was the first time you really felt that? Um Look, I tried a couple of times um, to come clean. So I had a couple of, um, like, three-month stints. Um, Like, when I first started with Glenn's program, um, I was clean for nearly three months. Um, And then uh, I relapsed. I went back to old friendships, um, which Glenn told me, you can't do, you know, and I was adamant, yes, I can, I'll be fine, you know, I'm strong, I'm clean, you know, I'm on top of the world, I'll be okay. And then, yeah, it was within two weeks of socialising with those people again and I relapsed Mm. Um, and I relapsed really badly that time Um, and, uh, like, to the point of being homeless and, honestly, close to death, Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so, would you say that, I guess, um, one key point for anyone who might struggle with a drug addiction problem who wants to become clean and wants to become completely free of that is disassociating with friends who are using? Would you say that's a, a key point? It's massive. It is. Um, it, it's absolutely vital. Like, you, you have to disassociate yourself with these people because they're just like you as well. They're like they need to disassociate from you as much as you need to disassociate from them. Mm. You, everybody needs to do it in order to, like, find out who they are. Like, you've got to um, get rid of the identity yeah. and rebuild yourself, which is, like, what I've done for the last just over 12 months is it's, 
at first it was lonely. Like I, well, be truthful, I spent a, basically a six solid months by myself, mm. like seeing my family, but no socialising, you know. It was hard at times, but I got to learn to enjoy my own company mm. and mm. work out what I wanted to do in life and who I was instead of just what everybody else around me was doing and I should be doing what they're doing or, you know, mm. um, disassociation and um, getting rid of that identity yeah. is extremely vital. Yep. And then you've been building up a new one as well. Yeah. Like, you know, if you look at your life um, now, you know, you're around fit, healthy people. Yeah. Um, you know, people that are meditating, people into spirituality as well and they're, you know, into the things that you're into as well. So you're surrounding yourself with the that right environment, you know, your people. Absolutely. Um, which are only going to push you to do better anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, you definitely need to surround yourself with the right people in order to push over to the next to the next level as well. Because as you grow, you know, from being an addict to, to where you need to be as well, you know, for myself, you know, I was a drug dealer and I hang around with drug dealers. So in order for me to move on to the next stage of my life to do personal training and self-development, obviously I have, I can't, be hanging around with drug dealers anymore so you know i have to be hanging around with coaches and people that are inspiring me mm. people that are fit and healthy and and that want to push themselves to the next level so i can be my best self as well yeah. and that's mm. that's exactly what bianca's done as well yeah mm. um and sometimes it does take you know pulling yourself out of that circle and reconnecting with yourself um and then finding your group of people that that you want to surround yourself with as well yeah now mm. and um yeah, and, and like you know, and she's doing that exactly. You know. I, I took the identity thing probably to another level. I um, when I got clean, I decided that everything that I owned had bad energy on it, and yeah. I just like, oh, I associated it with a life that I no longer wanted to associate anything with. Yeah. Um, so I packed up everything that I owned, and mm. I took it to op shops. Everything. Mm. My mum was like, what are you going to wear? And I, I said, I don't care if I wrap myself in a bed sheet. Mm. I've just got to get rid of that image. It's no longer me. I need to start again. Yeah. Mm. So. And, and that's important as well. You know, with the guys that come through when they're overcoming this, you you know, look at them, who do they need to be um, in order to, to cross over as well. Mm. Um, so they do need to drop off a lot of things as well. Um, so that whole identity, that whole you know, image of themselves mm. is, is massive. Mm. You know, who do they need to be and mm. how does that person match up to the goals that they need to, you know, counteract to, to move forward? And knowing so. your worth as well, like knowing you are worth putting that effort into being a better person and surrounding yourself with better people. You know, it's um, it took a lot to realise, you know what, like no matter what happened for me to go down that path, um I am worth better things mm. now, yep. you know. Yeah, like, worth a better life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the start, it was probably I thought uh, I I deserve to punish myself or whatever for mm. whatever it was. Mm. I don't I can't even remember, you know. Yeah. Mm. And then at the end of it, it's like that doesn't even exist anymore. What matters is I am a person. I'm a good person, and I am worth putting effort into myself. Yeah. Do you think there are also other benefits to having that time alone to sort of reflect on other things and, and to think about seeing things through as well in oh, the silence? Absolutely. Um, the time alone was um, like it, I, I spent it down the beach, mm. so it was very cleansing. Um, mm. And, yeah, it, uh, 
helped me on every level. Yeah, physically, mentally, spiritually, like just uh, centered me and mm. made me realize that even if like I because I had people contacting me every day you know where are you because I just disappeared mm, you mm. know where are you like we need help with this or we need that or what are you doing you know and I was like if I don't respond to that they're just going to hassle somebody else with the same questions you know like it's not vital for me to put my energy into that it's vital for me to put my energy into myself mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. Mm, definitely um, that whole reconnection is really important. You need to reconnect with yourself, yeah. with who you truly are as a person, mm. um, in order to, yep. to move on to the next stage as well. So I think that alone time is really important. And I still do that in my life now. You know, Yeah, it's important for everybody. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. You need to have that time alone where you know, that you're reconnecting with, with who you are as a person. Mm. You know? Yeah, so it's, it, it is really important, mm. I believe, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, um, I've heard as well, it's one of the points that um, counsellors or therapists will emphasise to balance the the time of separateness and the time of togetherness. Yeah. Mm. So time where it's healthy and important to spend with people yeah. um, and to connect and be in community, but also time when it's also healthy to unwind and yeah. to be by yourself and to yeah. be alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that is yeah, really, really important. Mm. Um, just to yeah, centre yourself and, and reconnect with you know, your soul, you, like you as a person. Um, yeah, you got to be happy with your own company. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, that's a, yeah. Like, because I never was. I, I refused to be alone, you know, mm. when I was a user. I hated being alone. And, like, now I enjoy it, you know. Mm. Like, I could read a good book. I could just literally lay there in silence and just think about another, basically a meditating state mm. um, or colouring or, you know, anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, you're listening to Youth and Loud. Well, was part of that, um, just wondering, Bianca, was part of that, I guess, reflective work? Like, just stopping and thinking, you know, where where, I, where am I in life at the moment? Abs- where is my life heading? Absolutely. And is there, you know, some things I really need to, yeah. Yeah. to change? Yeah, I, it was, that alone time was um, uh, spent deciding what needed to be let go of mm. and what needed to be, um, like, pursued or worked on, you know, like what is important in my life and what yeah. do I honestly care about, mm. you know, mm. do I care about those those new shoes or yeah. do I care about going and spending the day with my mum, you so know. It's really sorting out, you know, what, what values do you have when yeah. you value in life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Yeah. Mm. It's interesting as well the way you talk about identity because it sounds like a lot of it is sort of linked to clothes and, and past friends. What would you say are the, the things that make up an identity? Um, I had to shed a lot of material identity stuff, I suppose, because mm. um, in in that lifestyle, the use like the drug using and dealing lifestyle, um, it's almost like there's sort of like a uniform mm. do you know what I mean like everybody wears the same sort of things mm. and you know dresses the same way and yep. like it's not your own identity it's mm. just running mm. with a crowd like everything everybody's got Air Max 90s on or something <laughs> like that you know everybody's got them in five different shades of colors and 
you know. It's really about connecting with your core values as well. Yeah. Which will make up a part of your identity as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. like she was saying, so connection, you know, her family, her spirituality, her health, mm. her well-being, her self-worth, mm. those are her core values which will make up that identity. Whereas, you yeah. know, when you're, you know, addicted to drugs or you're following the wrong path with those sort of people, you're not going to be around your family. You're not valuing yourself because mm. you're abusing your body. Your yeah. health is deteriorating by the minute. Yeah. So those values aren't aligned. Mm. Therefore, you're in a destructive path. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't match up. And that's why my, my values were so um, materialistic, I mm. suppose, was because I wasn't, like there was I hadn't like that's what I was focused on mm. when I was using mm. and as soon as I took that identity away I realised you know what my true values were and mm. what is important to me mm. yeah definitely yeah um, so Bianca we know that you started using drugs at quite an early age and that it's been quite a journey for you to come to a place where um, you've been completely clean. Um, so just share with us a little bit about that journey. Um, yeah, so uh, when I was 15, um, I started to explore drugs. Um, I I had an ecstasy um, pill um, at a party and then it just kind of, that was like a gateway for me. It was... Something that, yeah, um, I started to do on a regular basis and before I knew it, I was um, on a spiral, like, um, didn't even really think about it until it, w- and until it was over, really. Um, I, yeah, it was... Yeah, um, so you're saying that you, you were 15 years old and you started um, taking drugs at that age and would you say that it's, I guess something that um, took over you and led you on a spiral and would you say it just got worse and worse? Yeah, or? definitely. So it started there and um, spiralled out of control. So it started like just weekend use, um, you know, parties and stuff like that. And then before I knew it, um, I was using like during the week, just say like a Thursday night through to a Sunday and then it got worse. Like I was I was using a Thursday night through till a Monday and then it just mm. got, you know, larger than that and until um, the point where, you know, I like two years ago I couldn't imagine getting out of bed even if I made it to bed without having something there to use um you know it became a a need like um it was what I was surviving for like my Mm. and it was how I survived Mm. you know it was yeah terrible um so um, I guess for you it started off as something which um, you thought would would just be good maybe as a hobby but then it came a dependency and it just became something that you thought that you just needed to have. Yeah, mm. definitely um in especially in the last probably 3 years of my use um it became everything that I did. Mm-hmm. So I would um I, I would find a way to have money to pay for drugs to, 
use and to sell and to give to my friends and then do it all over again like a vicious cycle like it could be up to you know 10 times a day I would do that same cycle mm. like one, once it's gone start again you know um, it was yeah and you just get stuck in that for so long mm. yeah like say 15 then all of a sudden it's like bang and then you're in your mm. 20s and you just think okay mm. I don't even know how I got here yeah that's it yeah. well when I cleaned up um, when I did Glenn, uh, Glenn's program um, with his first group yep. three years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, about three years ago. Um, yeah, I I remember saying to I think it was my mum one day that it's like I just I woke up and my whole life was different. You know, I, I didn't have my job anymore. I didn't have my boyfriend. My family wasn't around. And it was like I just woke up and was looking back on my life and it was just like turmoil and just mm. complete chaos. And I, mm. I, it's like I didn't recall having any control over any of that stuff. And it was like an out-of-body experience mm. thinking... Mm. How did I let myself do that, yeah. Yeah. you know? And you can still pinpoint that, that party that you went to at all started on that one night. All my friends were uh, trying speed and mm. I wasn't interested. I was not interested at all. Mm. And then I just decided one day by myself I was going to source something different mm. and I did and yeah it just went from there so you mentioned before that um you got involved with Glenn's youth you program and you found that that helped you so would you say Bianca that that was a, a turning point moment for you um or what was I guess the point in your life where you stopped and thought you know something's got to change I, th I think I had those thoughts every day mm. um definitely yeah. but um, Glenn's program helped me. Um, it, he helped it helped me see life in a different perspective. Like I have control, you know. Like yep. I I have the power to make choices for myself. Um, you know, I don't have to listen to what other people want for me or this, that, and the other. You know, like because yeah. there's a lot of pressure um, mm. on everybody from everybody else you know we all do it to each other without realizing mm -hmm. and um glenn's program taught me and gave me the tools to be able to fight my own way out because it's yeah. hard as well when you're spiraling in that um that, that negative pattern it's a vicious cycle and you constantly keep abusing yourself and then you know everyone that's addicted to drugs as well they know that they shouldn't be doing it so you hate there's you know there's a side of you that hates what you're doing and then there's a side mm. of you that's trapped in that cycle and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse mm. and worse mm. and then your value keeps going down 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 yeah. down mm. and then your faith and your you know your belief and all that sort of thing of mm. you know thinking is it even worth trying to get off drugs because everything's just going mm. down with your with your mood and, and your life and your mm. spark or whatever you want to call it um, and you just get you get trapped um, but it, you know if, when you when you have these guys come in and they've just been in such a vicious cycle make them see mm. their worth or you know what life could be like without it mm. um, and just even just giving them that little spark because like we were yeah. saying before when you're surrounded with all those sort of people they don't know you for anything less yeah um, mm. you know so they're going to keep you 
in that circle because that's all they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know, spark, like, yeah. like that spark that Glenn's talking about is something that the Youth U program gave me. And even though I did relapse again, yeah. um, that was always in the back of my mind and yeah. w- was a tool that I carried with me yeah. until I was ready to use it again, you know, to get myself out. It was, yeah. yeah. And it's about building up the momentum as well. A lot of people yeah. don't understand that this is a process. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. think that, oh, you know, they've relapsed. That's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't understand that this is a process. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, the the outside world or whatever you want to call it might not think that, you know, it's working or whatever, but they are recollecting these things. Mm. Their mind is collecting these things, these yeah. tools yeah. that they will, you know, start using eventually mm. anyway. But it's about building up the momentum and, you know, like we were talking about before, it's a process. It's not a quick fix. It's a process mm. and it is your lifestyle and it's about collecting the right tools and, and knowing how to move on and keep moving on um, with with that. And it sounds like, I guess, one of the, the key things that the Youth You program does and one of the key things that you touched on there, Bianca, was that um, you're taught to believe in yourself. Yeah. And it sounds like Glenn teaches that, that, that you know, he, he believes in people, you, you believe yeah. in people. Yeah, definitely. Even when they do relapse, yeah. they might feel negative and might feel like giving up, yeah. but you're, I guess... Part of your method is, you know, I still believe in you and, yeah. and still believe in yourself. Even yeah. if you do relapse and go back, you yeah. can still make it and, and can still overcome this. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, and I always use the analogy, like, you know, I'm a personal trainer as well. If I have someone that falls off their diet, I'm not going to neglect them and tell them, get out of my mm-hmm. gym, I'm not training you <laughs> again. Um, so, you know, you need to have the patience. You need to understand um, and give them the cool tools to, to keep moving forward and make sure that they're supported 100% the whole time, um, which I do let them know, you yeah. know, when they're in, I said, okay, we're going to do this together and it is going to be a process, not a quick fix. I'm all about teaching you about lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's really important building up their momentum because no one relapses and goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a downfall. Yeah. We, yeah. we hate it. No one likes it. And, but that's why it continues on too. Cause I remember when I relapsed the first time, um, I didn't want to talk to anybody or anything, and my mum knew something was up straight away. She contacted Glenn and yep. mm. um, a friend of mine because she just she knows me like that. Mm. Um, and everybody said to me, oh, well, don't worry about it. Dust yourself off. Mm. It happened once. Move on. Move mm. forward. Mm-hmm. And I did. I, like, I yep. did that. And then the next time I did it, I I felt guilty and I didn't want to say anything to anybody. Yep. So then, because I felt guilty, I, my self-worth went down yep. and I started that cycle all yep. over again, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why you need to keep empowering them because, you know, like you're saying, her whole self-worth, you know, oh, it's too hard. I can't do it. You mm. know, this isn't for me. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. Mm. But it's about, you know, quickly switching up the mindset and making her see her worth, yeah. making her see and focused on her goals so she's aligned with that in order to, to push on uh-huh. um, and not dwell on that. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that you sort of you talk a lot about the spiral and, and spiral downwards. Do you think when you get that spark, as you say, and that momentum, it can actually spiral upwards? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm really, really. Preach it, Bianca. That just like oh, lit me up just then. Um, oh my god, absolutely. The last 
16 months of my life has just been a non-stop spiral upwards. Yeah. It's mm. like every day I think, oh my goodness, my life is so good. Yeah. And mm. then something else happens and, and my life gets even better yeah. and it's just mm. like... Because she's attracted that yeah, into her life as well. definitely. With the positive thinking, the positive mindset, um, the whole identity thing as well that we're yeah. talking about. Um, and, you know, sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to bounce, you know, mm. back up and, and go in that spiral and attract all the right things. Yeah, mm. definitely a big believer in um, attracting, like, positive, yeah. like, the law of attraction, sorry. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I do a lot of uh, gratitude work, which I learned with Glenn yeah. um, through nice. the program the first time, which I do every single day. I do a gratitude list, so... Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> makes um, you see the, the perspective on your life. Um, you know, when, you know, I was even, I had something that I was reading before that, you know, if we looked at the things that we actually have right now, we're all very lucky. Yeah, Absolutely. that's it. We are, especially yeah. in, in, your, you know, in, in Australia, in Melbourne, the most yeah. livable yeah. city in the world. Yeah. And there mm. is, as you guys are saying, so much that we can be grateful for. Yeah, and of course, mm. um, each person goes through difficult times in life. Yeah. But um, I, I agree, Bianca, 100%. Yeah. I think that mm. having that attitude of gratitude is yeah. such a valuable thing. And yeah. I struggle mm. with that. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah it's, it's something you need to practice. It's yeah. a skill. I mean, I still have days. Trust me, like I'm not completely purified or anything, but like I am a positive person. I do have days where I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. in bed ready to go to sleep. I should do my gratitude. Oh, I'm just yeah. really tired tonight. Mm. I'll do it in the morning mm. and just let that go. Whatever, yeah. it's okay. Mm. You know, it's the important. universe doesn't it's judge. Routine. It's routine anyway. Yeah. Everything that I teach them, I'm still doing now mm. for myself as well. So. Yeah, routine's important. You're listening to Youth and Loud. Bianca, um, you were in a news article um, not too long ago that was talking about your journey and, and your story. Um, good news article, by the way. Yeah. It was a good read, good read. Um, and one of the things you mentioned was that helping people has always been a lifelong goal for you. Um, so, in what ways would you like to help people moving forward, and what are your dreams for the future? Um, okay, so I suppose I'm going to start a little bit off that question, but um, when you're a drug user, you tend to not think there's a way out. You know, everybody tells you, like, nobody addicted to ice ever gets off, and, yeah. you know, everybody that uses ice or will always use it um, and you don't see a way out and there's not a lot of people that um, are open with their stories, you know, like because there is a lot of um, positive outcomes and um, a lot of people that do overcome their addiction. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, or well, not unfortunately, because good on them, you know, like they've done an amazing thing and to write like that they just want to leave that in the past and move on with their life, that's their journey, that's perfect. Mm. Um, for myself, I really, really, really feel like I can use my story to help other people see that there is a way out and, you know, you can be lost in that darkness, like completely low down and find your way out. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's the way mm. that I want to yeah. help people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
And I think you've just you've just got such an opportunity because you you know what it's like, um, Bianchi. You know what it's like to be in that place, as you mentioned, of yep. darkness and to be, uh, I guess, overwhelmed with drug use. Yeah. And you can therefore help people who struggle with that um, and got a natural sense of empathy because yep. you've been there, you've done that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I definitely um, everything that's happened in my life in the last. I suppose, what has it been, seven to ten years? Or ten, eleven years? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Mofo. Um, Yeah, it has, like, uh, I've I've learnt from it and I'm not dragged down by it because it's changed me um, to the person that I am now and has given me the tools to be able to help other people. Mm. And that's truly, like, that's a gift. Yeah. 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 And mm. I think um, you, um, you, Bianca, and it's the same thing with you, Glenn. You've got such an opportunity and such a privileged position to be an influence yeah. and to help people who struggle with drug abuse. Yeah. And you can reach places which counsellors or therapists or other people can't reach in the sense that most counsellors or therapists or what have you don't know what it's like. And they might have a desire to help people as well, which is great, but they still haven't been in that place. You guys have, so you know things and you see things that a lot of people don't. Um, And I think that's fantastic um, because a lot of of people um, need someone like you guys Mm -hmm. to be a positive influence in their lives. It's yeah, yeah. And, and you need to. I think it's you know extremely important that you need to embrace your struggle, um, and be able to use that in such a power, powerful, mm. and positive way to empower the youth for the next generation, mm-hmm. for them to see that it is like that it is possible to you know take those steps into a positive lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's something that you know I always teach the guys as well. You, know, we did an exercise today with the group. It's about you know balancing, you know, finding the balance in your in your the perception of the bad things that happen to you, mm. because if you look at it from a different mm. different angle, different view, different perception, you know, you grow from these bad things. There's lessons that that are, that are coming from these bad mm. things. Mm. You know, these bad things that, that are happening to us are making us grow stronger mentally, physically, spiritually. Mm. And, you know, we need to, you know, push that and empower people to see the same um, because it does, you know, save people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, when, when people are going, oh, it's, it's too hard, you know, give up. It's, you know, and, and a lot mm. of people have said that to me as well. It's too hard to help with addicts, you know, why are you trying or, mm. oh, good on you, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's their perception. But you need to, I guess, yeah, embrace on your story, use your story. And I tell these guys yeah. always give back um, and utilize it and look at how you grew from this story and the lessons that you learned from this story mm. and how it made you a better person and, and push that onto the next person as well. Mm. Um, so it spreads. So, you know, the, the main mission is, is mm. spreading empowerment, spreading, you know, positivity, yeah. um, you know, and building up leaders, you know, for them to spread on as well. Mm. Um so that you know we can all work together as well and empower each other and and work um mm. to to see the light at the end of, of that yeah. tunnel um but i think you know em- embracing your story and looking at it from a 
different perspective. Um, everything that I went through myself personally, mm. I'm very grateful for that because that made me the person that I am today. Mm. And it now mm. gives me an opportunity and I grew so much from that. And there's lessons that I've learned from that, mm. that, that puts me right here today. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly as what I tell these guys, you know, they come mm. in with some, some really heavy, you know, r really sad stories and, and things that, you know, that have happened to them. And it's like, okay, mm. you can sit there now and let that stop you um, from achieving the greatness mm. in your life that you can achieve or you can use that to empower yourself to help mm. the next mm. person that's going through your thing so you can connect with them on that level and empower them and grow from that and, and teach them and show them that, that it is possible to overcome these addictions. Brilliant. Yeah, because you can keep playing the victim of your own story or you can rise up and be the hero. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and like we were talking about before, it's about switching up that identity as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so if I talk about my past being a user and, and dealing drugs and, and, you know, being in that negative headspace, in order for me to be where I am right now, where I'm empowering and helping, you mm. know, people overcome addiction, my identity had to change as well. Mm. Mm. So I had to drop that story and, and now be forced and push myself and be aligned, you know, with someone who's positive, someone who's fit and healthy, mm. someone mm. who's a leader, um, someone that's going to empower them and show them that this life is possible and that they can achieve achieve these things as well. So when they come in, that certainty of, yeah, of course you can, you know, you, you can quit drugs. Of course you can overcome mm -hmm. these addictions. Of course you can, you know, do that job or inspire kids or do what you want. Like nothing is stopping you um, apart from yourself. And it's just about just tweaking up some mindset things, making them see their value, change yeah. their identity and who they need mm -hmm. to be in order to get to that stage of their life mm. and teaching them and showing them how to step into that identity, that role, um, so that they can empower. And actually, you know, like Bianca's sitting here and, and just mm. said, like, it's just been spiraling up, like mm. just going up mm. with happiness. And this is mm. like the most, you know, the most happy that I've seen her as well. Um, and that's always, you know, like you look, like you look at her, like it, the words can't even. She looks happy. Yeah, <laughs> I know you guys <laughs> can't see. She looks happy. But yeah, so you know that 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 is always important. I think we need to start embracing, um, mm. you know, and and learning from these things that we call bad things and looking at, at how it can, you know, yeah, grow. what it's taught us and exactly. yeah, mm. how we can. Um, grow from it definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting to speak of the vicious circle before as well. When you're going out to sort of help people and sort of share your own stories, is there a point in that vicious circle when they're most open to that change? They're most open to having their stories told to them. Yeah. Um. I I believe. For me, I guess everyone's when, different. Yeah, when yeah, when, when yeah. things come crashing down, when you know they hit that rock bottom, and there's that realization of oh, crap, I can't be doing this mm. anymore and I actually need to change my life. So something's happened to them mm. and, and their walls have come down, their vulnerability yeah. has shown and they've sort of, you know, asked for that as well. But also if you're, I guess if you have the skills and, and, and you sort of know, know that person, you can break that wall down as well because like mm. I said before, no one is doing drugs and he's happy. Yeah, mm. but that wall might go back up again, mm. but they've got that information yeah. with them so when the wall comes back down again, yeah. they they like more. Um, they they know which way to go. Mm. It's just a matter of when that wall comes back down again, they'll yeah. go a little bit further in that right direction. Yeah. The wall mm. might come back up again. Yeah. But then it'll come down, and they'll get that little yeah. bit further again. It is yeah. such a process. It doesn't and, and just that's happen. Important as well because mm. you know we get people coming into the into the program, and then all of a sudden like 
or I don't need it anymore mm. because something's happened. Mm. You know, but I, and then you turn around and say, well, I didn't tell you to come here. Why did you come here? Mm. And, and and then you sort of, you know, because it's, you know, there's there's little things that they've sort of given away or that's leaked out, you know, because they're really crying out for the help. But then something's happened to put the walls up and be like, no, nah, I'm good, I don't need that help anymore. Mm. But then, you know, you like you turn it back on them and like, well, why are you here? I didn't call, you know, I didn't go looking out for you. You called me and said that you wanted the help. Mm. And it's about, you know, bringing all that back up as well. And again, mm. sometimes goes back to that self-worth of, it's not possible, I don't believe I can do it or I don't think I'm worthy enough of achieving those mm. goals. So they put that work, uh, that wall up of it's, it's yeah. too hard. Mm. And would you say, I guess, um, with what you guys are talking about, when we speak of helping someone else who has a drug issue and being an influence in their lives, would you say that relationship with that person is one of the most um, important things, just building that relationship and continuing that in order to have an influence? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, And helping... uh, To help somebody, you can't really help somebody... Well, you can't at all help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can show them their worth and, you know, like... Glenn's yeah. program, yeah. the tools and everything like that. Um, you can't force somebody to change, mm. though. That's yeah. a big thing. Mm. You know, if anybody's got Such somebody in their life that's going through this and they want to help them, honestly, like the best thing that you could do is just tell them how much they're worth and all the great things they do because they know all the crappy things they do they don't need to be told over and over again they need to be built up not brought down and and that's important as well you know when they come in i don't go i don't really talk about you know drugs as such um you know you know why are you doing this you know why did you start and all that sort of stuff Mm. i take away all the labels Mm. and and all those sort of things okay okay who are you as a person what do you want to achieve in your life what makes you happy or what used to make you happy and mm. how can we start from there? Mm. So really just building up that rapport and treating them for for an actual person. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, people come in there, I'm an addict, I'm, I'm depressed, um, I'm an anxious person, you know, all these labels. But you, you, you pull away all those labels mm. and speak to them for the person that they are or who they are and, and start from mm. there is, is really important um, because then they see that that self-worth and they're like well like this is the first time someone's spoken to to me like as a person mm. not as you know me the drug addict mm. or me the, the, the person that's depressed or me the person that's anxious you know you're actually talking to me and valuing me as a person and i guess um with that glenn would you say that you really try and get the people who you work with um and what you were mentioning before bianca to focus on positivity mm. to think about um who they are the good things about them what do they want to Yep. Uh, achieving life, what do they have to look forward to yep. as opposed to just focusing on the crap stuff, which yep. is you mentioned before, Bianca, they, they know already. They're well yep. aware of that kind of yep. stuff. Yep. So you're trying to kind of help them to have a bit of a mind shift? Yep. Yeah, definitely. You know, even for myself, like I was saying before, you know, um, when I was going through it, you know, I wanted to be a personal trainer. Um, but does a personal trainer, being a drug addict, drug dealer, does that match up with... With my goals, you know, if I really <coughs> sat down there, you know, being someone healthy and fit and all those sort of things, does that match up with that other mm. identity and, and that person that I want to be with? Um, so when you really put out the goals of what that person actually wants to achieve, you will discover 
that that whole addiction thing does not match up to the identity or doesn't align to who and what they want to be. Yeah. Um, when you when you really sit down with them and find out what it is exactly that they want to do with their life, you'll never find that won't even be a part of it. Well, it nothing, nothing really aligns, like yeah. matches up with. <laughs> mm. you know? yeah. What would you say to encourage um, a, c- a current day user, maybe one that's listening, to help them through their, their addiction? Um, I'd probably um, ask them to remember what they want in life and mm. who they are. Um, remember all the good things that they've done and all the good things that they still can do um, and remember that they they can change today, you know, like no, nothing that they did today or yesterday or last week or, you know, last month or last mm. year is going to um, help them improve their future. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go and move forward and yeah. start making positive choices because it's never too late. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, and and to tell yourself, you know, that you are a good person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even though that, that you went through all these all these struggles and, you know, the stuff that happened to you, that you are a good person and that you do deserve this and you do deserve a happy life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, do you want to be the victim or the hero of your mm-hmm. of your story? Um, yeah. You know, that's that's important. You know, that, just to yeah. that's massive. Yeah, use use all that um, all that negative energy that's stored up that's keeping you using. Use that and use that as an uplifting story. You know, turn it around, yeah. like Glenn was just saying. Mm. Um, be the hero. Use all the bad times to power the good. You know, um, you can help somebody else in the long run you know so yeah ask um, yourself those questions yeah. yeah how have i grown from yeah. from this the lessons i've learned from this um again yeah and ask yourself yeah do you want to be a victim of your story or the hero of your story mm. yeah 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 so and how do you, what would you find as the hero and the victim i suppose um, so I guess the the victim is you know it's too hard I can't do this and mm. I'm just going to keep going in this cycle mm. you know um, I'm not worth it I don't deserve it this is crap mm-hmm. um, you know that that would be you know poor me why me you know yeah. all that sort of stuff um, the hero would be you know embracing your story you know I've learnt to be a better person I've learnt you know if I'm talking from experience I've learnt to be a better person I've learnt to connect with people mm, yeah. um, when people come in and, and they said that they've used and they've had depression and anxiety I can connect with that person so much because mm. I've been through there um, and that has made me grow so much as a person as well because I know I can add value to that person's life mm-hmm. I know that I can empower them and I know that I can make them see um, you know that it is possible as well and a hero stops making excuses and starts taking control yeah. as well. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. 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 Um, all right, so I think we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, if you are listening, we hope that you have been encouraged tonight. Um, we hope that you can, um, as these guys have saying, believe in yourself, um, yeah. know that you are worth it, um, know that your, your past doesn't have to determine your future, yeah. and there is always hope um, for a better life, which um, Bianca has been talking about 
tonight from coming from a complete a place of being homeless, um, coming from a place where drugs ruined her life and outran her life, to a place of spiraling upwards, mm. um, getting that spark mm. back into her life, mm. and just being able to say, you know what, I'm I'm happy at the moment. I'm yeah. happy with life, and I'm yeah. happy with who I am. Um, mm. Things are moving forward. And I can do it. So we hope that if you are listening, you can be inspired and encouraged by Bianca's story and to know that, that, that you can make it. You too can overcome and you too can, can, can get through it in life. Yeah, um, and as well, uh, Bianca, um, thank you very much for coming mm. on the show today. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic and a privilege to hear your story and, and, and having you tonight. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for having me. More than welcome. And Glenn, once again, um, Mr. Veteran here is <laughs> becoming a, a classic, uh, classic guest on the show, but it's always super cool to have Glenn on board with Youth and Loud. So once again, thanks, Glenn, for, for joining us tonight. Cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks um, for having me. Just, just remind us as well what your program is and how you can how people can find it and get into it. Yeah, um, so if you just go on Facebook, um, you can type uh, Glenn Munso uh, Youth U Program, um, and my website is youthuprogram.com. Mm. Yeah, check it out, guys, if you are interested. Um, it's a fantastic program, so I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, so once again, thanks, guys, and Thank all the best for... Um, all the best for the future work um, you guys do. And thanks as well to Andrew, our co-host, for joining us tonight, who's been uh, a cool help. So thanks for that, uh, Andrew. Thank you for having me, Peter. It's been good. Yeah, it's been very, very interesting. Yes. Cool stuff. And keep those uh, jokes coming. Uh, I'll try. Should we just, end on a joke? I don't think we should. <laughs> we should uh, I'll, I'll let me think. Let me think. Uh, yeah, uh, think in time, guys. Yeah, think yeah, in music. Um, just trying to think of one that's appropriate for sin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, appropriate for sin. Yeah. Um, PG Jake. Oh. All right, I've got one. Yeah, knock, go like. knock, yep. knock. Yeah. Who's there? Yeah, you can say who's there. Is that how you answer your door? Hello. Let people knock. That's rude. All right, we we try again. Okay. Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? I don't know. No, I had no joke. That was just that was just me improvising. I've got nothing that was, whatsoever. That was alright. Yeah. Alright. Um guys, so yeah, once again if you are feeling concerned about anything, feel free to call Oh, yeah, sorry, call up uh, these numbers for, for support and help. Uh, Beyond Blue on 1300 uh, 224636. The Kids Helpline on 1800 and Lifeline on 131114. That's uh, Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. The Kids Helpline on 1800 uh, and Lifeline on 131114. And also the National uh, Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service can be reached on one eight hundred respect uh, That's the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service can be found on one eight hundred respect And once again, feel free to Facebook uh, Youth and Loud. Um, so my name's Peter, and you've been listening to Andrew as well and Bianca and Glenn. So take it easy, Melbourne. Peace out, and enjoy the rest of your Saturday.